0: Hello and welcome to a very special episode 68 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan, and I'm joined today by my fellow gamers, Shannon. How's it going? And Mehdi.
1: Guess who's back, people?
0: You're back. It's been a while. It's good to have you guys. Uh, Especially you, Shannon, because you've had a a busy day, a hectic day. Uh, You started in the wee hours of the morn with some some very exciting reasons, which we're going to get straight into. Um, We obviously had the Apple conference, uh, but more importantly, arguably, don't shoot me down already. Uh, Mm -hmm. We've not even gotten to the heat of the controversy yet. Um, We had (laughs) the PlayStation meeting at 5 a.m., um, and if you've been sleeping under a rock, which if you're listening to this podcast, I'm you know I'm, I'm sure you're well aware of what's been going on. Uh, but we have a new PlayStation, a new PlayStation 4 Pro, it's called, and a PlayStation 4 Slim. Shannon, you were up bright and early to watch watch the stream. Uh, tell us what happened. Tell us how it went down.
2: Yeah, cool. So, um, correct me if I'm wrong. You both, yeah, you were both up watching. So I think they kicked things off with the Slim, which I think everyone expected because. There was nothing really new for them to announce except for the price. So, as the leak suggested, it's I think it's like 25% smaller, a little bit lighter, which doesn't really make a huge difference. Um, It's dropped the optical port, which I've only decided using my optical port, so that would annoy me, but I don't know if too many other people use it. But well, let's, yeah, let's, let's pause
0: right there and discuss that. Um, you know, obviously we're, we're going to have a lot to unpack, uh, yeah. but the, the, the lack of the optical port on the Slim, um, you know, obviously we're all PS4 owners as, we, as already, so yeah. we don't have much use for the Slim. Um, but I believe all of us use headsets to some degree, all of mm-hmm. which I'm fairly sure uh, rely on the optical audio cable. Yep. Uh, so how big a deal do you think that is, the fact that that's been
2: dropped? Um, yeah, I think it's a pretty big deal. I guess the reason why that has been such a big part in all of this is because, I guess, them removing the optical port suggested that they were really going for a bare-bones cheap unit. Mm. And that I guess the trade-off would have been fine to to lose that port if it was going to be cheaper, but we'll get into it a little bit later, but the price doesn't really suggest that. So I'm surprised there hasn't really been a lot of chatter about that today, I guess, mainly because the focus has been on the probe. But yeah... I I don't think they should be removing anything considering it's probably more expensive at a recommended retail than the original PlayStation. Like I saw EB Games getting rid of a PS4 with, I think it was like Uncharted, No Man's Sky, Bloodborne, Tomb Raider for $50 less than the Slim. Yeah.
0: Yeah, which so just seems I'm kind of keen to to move past the Slim as quickly as possible, just because I've got no care for the, of like the three yeah. consoles of the, yeah. in existence. Of the PlayStation Four is probably bottom of the list right now in terms of Good my point. preferences. But but you know we'll we'll get to that in more detail. So how much how much is it
2: uh, and when is it coming out? So it is coming out. Well, the 500 gigabyte model is coming out on the 16th of September, which I believe is next Friday, same day yep. as the iPhone Seven for you Apple fanboys. <laughs> um, <and> it, <laughs> It will retail for four hundred and thirty nine dollars, and then the one terabyte is coming out on the twenty ninth for five hundred and nine. So, yeah, I, expensive. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it it is really weird. I don't get it at all.
0: Considering you can get a, a current PS four for about three fifty in a sale, yep. but you know, yep. fairly easily. I, that is expensive.
2: Look, I've been reading some chatter on GAF and a few other forums, and it it seems to be a big deal in America where it was three forty nine tax and I don't think they have the sort of sales that we do here to clear stock so $50 yeah. drop off there 349 like that's a big deal in America where here it sort of fluctuates all over the place so it's it's a mm. big deal there I don't I don't see it being a huge deal here like I don't see anyone running out to buy that to be honest like it I'm sure it's great to have a slimmer unit come holiday season but I just, I just saw the slim as, as Sony being able to put the nail in the coffin in, in the Xbox One and um, it's not gonna do that, I don't think. Yeah. For reasons yeah, that agree. we will discuss as we unpack everything.
0: Yeah, so Mehdi, what are your thoughts on the Slim?
1: Well, I think the Slim it's less about features and it's more about rebranding the original PS4 with the yeah, incoming PlayStation 4 Pro. Like um it's gonna be a much harder sell to sell if they had to sell the original PS4 this coming holiday and now like as you said it's not much cheaper but the fact that they can market it as a smaller console for newcoming audiences because you have to take into account like the people who this is aimed at is new users and that's often not hardcore gamers that's more uh newcomers into the brand and such yeah so like the optical port for people like us like that's a big deal that that feature is lost but for the audience they're trying to adapt to it's not really that big of an issue because the playstation 4 pro is supposed to reach our target audience basically
0: yeah yeah i think the only kind of benefit here might be a good sort of travel companion the fact that it is that much smaller like if you did want a ps4 that you could that was ultra portable, one that you could kind of like throw in a suitcase or throw in the back of the car or whatever. Maybe it's of use to you there, but yeah, as I said, like kind of the least of the, what I was interested in, in this announcement. So Shannon, let's throw it back over to you. We had the PS4 mm-hmm. Slim announcement.
2: What did we see from there? Um, <laughs> then <laughs> we basically saw some chatter about the future of gaming. It, it got a bit snoozy there for a bit, but eventually they revealed the PlayStation 4 Pro, formerly known as the neo and i guess firstly how do we feel about that name like i i picked it just because i thought that when they were clearly trying to create a new playstation family here and you've got the new playstation which is confusing as hell and now you've got the playstation 4 pro which it kind of makes sense but then it, it's also kind of confusing so i guess are you guys happy with that name or would you have preferred playstation 4k playstation 4 neo
0: i'll let you answer that first, us what are your thoughts <laughs>
1: Uh, I think marketing-wise, it's straightforward enough. It's kind of like the iPhone 6, iPhone 6 Plus kind of idea. Like, people know what the word Pro, you know what it means. They know Mm -hmm. it's going to have extra features, that it's going to be the better model, that the PS4, the regular one, is the standard one. So I think marketing-wise, it's um, straightforward enough to know which is the better product here yeah well i think feature-wise it doesn't really say <laughs> anything obviously
0: yeah um, i i agree like it, it is kind of clean cut it's it's very self-explanatory in theory um but uh yeah it, it, it's well as soon as they made the announcement that's what it was called it, it felt like a no-brainer to me i'm like oh of course you know how didn't i think of that silly me clever shannon um but
1: <laughs> neo would have been confusing as f- no, i think that, like okay what is this Matrix reference? What does it mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. I do, do I
1: plug my head into it or?
0: I would have liked. I would have liked that. I mean, the whole kind of Matrix thing was quite was quite funny. I thought, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, this makes a lot of sense. I mean, on a consumer sort of level, in terms of putting this in a store, having a shop front or whatever, having PlayStation Four Pro kind of plastered all over the box, like it, it just it's just easy to understand on a consumer level. I think. Um, but uh, yeah, like Shannon, they then started showing off some of the games and talking a little bit about the technical aspects of that. I suppose yes. that's probably where the most amount of confusion uh, behind this announcement has sort of come. It's obviously been a very kind of debated topic on the internet today. Mm-hmm. We obviously delayed the podcast so we could talk about this a little bit and yeah. try and put some, you know, vocalize our thoughts a little bit. So sorry about the delay, but here we are now. We're talking about it. So they started an talking about the technical aspects of the console. Uh, what kind of struck you there? What kind of stood out to you there?
2: Um, to be honest, I, like they showed a lot of trailers. I think, like Watch Dogs Two, they had Call of Duty on stage. Yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn, and, and all of that was great. Like it all looked awesome, but there was no side by side footage. No. like it was just never clear what what the advantage was. And of course, like when you unpack it all, like it's it becomes evident. But the whole point of a press conference should have been to, to clearly lay out. I don't know. You only probably needed three games. To demo and actually be pointing out as they're playing that this is running in sixty frames per second or this is running in four K and you can show off the different ways that developers can use this to to make their games better because it's becoming evident now that whether you've got a four K TV whether you've got just a regular ten eighty p TV like there there are going to be ways that you will benefit from this but it was never made clear in in the press conference and it's never a good thing to sort of let people guess about certain products which is what happened with the ps3 it's it's what happened with the Vita. it's what happened with the xbox one and they did such a good job of communicating the ps4 but they've they've just dropped the ball with this and they'll they'll get there eventually but they've just had so long to announce this like we've known about it for ages and it was just the biggest letdown in terms of messaging
0: yeah yeah i i know uh uh, let's just take a step back for a sec. I, I know you've been up since kind of like three a.m. Yeah. and you've uh, you've been working hard all day. Um, but just to throw the ball over to you again, uh, what exactly? Is the improvements with the PlayStation 4 Pro kind of assuming, you know, assuming yeah. we have sort of no understanding of uh, teraflops <laughs> yeah. and whatnot? Don't know what okay, HDR so stands for. Like I'm what gonna, is what is so do? PlayStation
2: Australia basically announced it as introducing the supercharged PlayStation 4 Pro coming November tenth for five hundred and fifty nine dollars. And then Ewan's written a little spiel below that that says the PS4 Pro supports 4K output. And high dynamic range. It's pitched to the certain hardcore gamer that wants the best tech for their games, and already owns a 4K and HDR enabled television. So, yeah, I, I guess that's all. That's all we really got from the conference. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but there wasn't. There were little touch points about how it makes VR better and how it uses all of these techniques to to improve the console. But I can't recall any other main features that, if someone asked me what's good about this console, that I could just rattle off yeah like so, like if someone asked me what's good about the iphone like i couldn't do that with with this and that's not to say there's there's not good features there but they just weren't made clear so yeah 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 I no sorry i'm
0: I'm totally agreeing with you i'm yeah. just saying uh, yeah for sure uh so Maddie, um like what what kind of tw- stood out to you i suppose then uh of of the announcements of the improvements
1: um, well, SSN said they weren't really clear about what the features were, like, yeah. they actually did touch up upon them later, and they kind of did during the presentation, but they didn't put in layman's terms, they didn't try to approach their target audience, like, half of the improvements I only understood because I have experience with similar things from PC gaming, like... That's a very problematic thing when only a PC gamer can understand what the hell they're talking about as the visual features.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like for uh, players with a 1080p screen, they uh, touch upon super sampling and <laughs> Yeah. I, I can't see Not a- so super sampling and anti-aliasing are actually two different things in a such. Like yeah. anti-aliasing is it applies to the native resolution like if you're playing at 1080p it enhances that 1080p image basically basically putting it very um at least that's a very overall understanding of it like i could go into detail but like we'd be it would be 10 minutes later at this point
0: yeah yeah and And anti-aliasing obviously is like the kind of filling in of pixels to try and sharpen a line um exactly so yeah but very very technical uh yeah. concepts like quite hard too, to understand yeah. like they were just kind of name dropping them and it's like okay well to you know to your casual gamer what does this mean like where does this put their their current ps4 what does it mean for an, a potential yeah. upgrade stuff like that yeah
2: and i'm a good example yeah. of that as i was just saying before we started i i think i last owned a proper pc that wasn't mac 11 12 years ago so i understand what 4k is i understand that it's more powerful but it just was wasn't clear to me like how they were going to achieve that and that's what I was so excited to see because obviously they've got great development studios that know how to take advantage of this power but it, it like they just showed stuff like trailer after trailer and expected it to become clear and it just never was yeah but yeah, it was... it's, it's in, yeah Sorry, it's important to know that like every p s four game would still be playable on both the the pro and the new ps four or the old ps four yeah. so the same software library is gonna be there.
0: But Yeah, I mean like part sorry, like part of the problem like with this uh, with this conference or this this meeting, I should say, was, was the the messaging. It was just kind of a bit yeah. conflicting. Like you obviously have a lot of interest from a broad community, but it was kind of almost very business like in the way that it was handled. Yeah, and definitely. I think that's cause confusion like i'm still trying to wrap my head around it as the sort of news has kind of come out piecemeal throughout the day the conference itself left a lot of unanswered questions but in an effort to summarize the basic sort of improvements of the playstation pro over the original uh, yeah. ps4 if
1: i can actually take over a bit because oh, i sure. was actually in the middle of an explanation and i was like okay oh okay yeah, wait no worries. Before, we get to the,
0: before we get to the summary Medi, what did you want to say
1: Okay, so actually I want to explain to the audience what the hell super sampling actually is because I think that's I the main confusion from what I've heard from a lot of people, at least the more console based players. Basically the idea is when you use regular anti-aliasing, you're taking the 1920 by 1080 or whatever your native resolution is. You take that image and you try to sharpen, at least you try to, um, add to the information that's there like you have one pixel and you're adjusting that pixel basically what super sampling is is i take an image that's of a higher resolution like a 1440p or maybe in some cases of these games i'm not sure if they're going to be super sampling from 4k or if the 4k image is going to be up res from a uh, from a resolution because that's one thing they've never said if it's native 4k or not but that aside is basically i take the image from 4k to 1080p and then basically for every one pixel in 1080p i have four pixels from my source image so essentially you're just downscaling the image providing a sharper image because you've got a much yeah much higher resolution going on that's basically the you know, layman's terms what super sampling is
0: yeah yeah so to give an overview of what the the pro does i think it does upscale 4k uh, so it, it doesn't; it's not natively rendering the game well, in four no, K. It, it's 4K. coming.
2: It's come out now that it, it can, like apparently, Elder Scrolls Online, which is not the best looking game in the world, runs natively in four K. And apparently, they mentioned a few examples because the weird thing is, after the conference, then is that's when they basically had studios there showing press for three or four hours, yeah. the benefits of individual games, which a lot of information has come out of. So. I think they mentioned, like, Journey, for instance, like, could run in native 4K, but then I think it was, like, Tomb Raider that obviously you're not going to get a native 4K experience, but...
0: Yeah. So with certain, yeah. so with certain scenarios, certain games, it is native, but other, for the most part, it upscales? For the, that... for the
2: most part, I'd, yeah, it's it's going to be somewhere between 1080p and 4K. That would be right, maybe, wouldn't it?
1: I think 1440p yeah. uh, would probably be the more likely situation. Yeah. yeah, because like a GTX 1080 on a PC already has trouble playing some games yeah. at a stable frame rate of 4K, let yeah. alone a console level, yeah. you know, hardware.
0: Yeah, I, I, I want to get to that issue in a sec. So just just to overview, and the, the PS4 Pro has an overclocked CPU, a new AMD Polaris GPU, the same amount of RAM, but a higher memory bandwidth. Uh, as we've said, it does support 4K output, uh, but doesn't HDR contain... as well. Sorry, what was that? H And HDR, yeah, which is stands for High Dynamic Range, basically allowing for a, a greater a color spectrum and intensity of light. Uh, and uh, it doesn't have a Blu-ray drive. So it is not... Strictly speaking, it does
1: have a Blu-ray drive, right? It doesn't have a 4K. Sorry, yeah, Yeah. that's that's what I mean. Yeah, sorry,
0: 4K. It doesn't have a 4K Blu-ray drive. You can still insert discs into the side of the thing, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, So yeah, yeah, a uh, a 4K Blu-ray through there, airplane out the window. This guy doesn't know what he's talking <laughs> about. I too have fed up since the early hours. All right. Nah, um. So yeah, it doesn't. You, it, you can't buy a four K Blu Ray and insert it into the machine and expect it to play. Uh. But uh. It, that being said, it is going to have support for four K streaming off updated Netflix and YouTube apps, whatnot. Um. So obviously a few a few sort of bonuses there. Uh. And I've totally lost my train of thought. Uh. Where were we going with this? We we're going to come back to a conversation. I was talking, I said, I wanted to go through the summary because I hadn't yet done it. How I was mm-hmm. going to go back to something. Oh yes. Okay. It's come back to me. Uh, so you said, yeah, that like for, <laughs> rendering a game natively in 4k, uh, requires, you know, rather extensive, rather significant, uh, graphics cards for a PC. And I think that's like part of the problem. And what I wanted to ask you guys is that the expectations going into what this PlayStation 4 pro was going to be was way out of line. Um, you know, like people, I don't think people on the whole, which is obviously no fault of their own, like it, it does require quite technical knowledge. Um, to render in 4K, you really need a rig, a PC rig, in upwards of like $1,500. Like to pack that down into a $500 box, it's not going to work. Like the graphics card alone would probably cost you that amount to, to render in, in 700 10, in about 4K. that's what it cost me. Yeah, like exactly. Um, it, it's frightfully expensive uh, and quite it's still quite new technology um so i'm I'm curious as to you guys like what do you think the role of expectations were going into this uh and also maybe touch on the messaging of sony as well and in, in terms of their focus for the meeting well, shannon do you have uh, some thoughts on that first
2: well yeah um i can't remember when did this initially leak and we pretty much got like this exact spec list i think it must have been april or may because then it was about three days before April, E3 yeah. in June that they came out and basically said, yeah, we're working on a, a PlayStation uh, 4 that's for the, the higher end of gamers. Yeah, but, I
0: think the official sort of announcement was probably in the lead up to E3. So I'd say like yeah. six months of these rumors have yeah. been floating around.
2: Yeah. yeah, so...
1: Yeah, March, April. With
2: with the expectations, I'd say that it well, the, there's sort of a two-part fault to it. I, I guess it's down to the people that leaked it and reported it to begin with because there was no messaging, it was just this list of 4K, overclock CPU, all all that new stuff, and I guess everyone's eyes lit up with with no context, no price, no release date, nothing. Mm. But then I guess it comes back to Sony, who have had three, four, five months to, to sort of announce it. I don't know why they didn't do it at E3, especially when today we got what we did, and I guess today they could have come out, smashed it out of the park, and basically rewrote the story of of the, the PlayStation 4 pro but then they've sort of just confused confused things even further like they've just thrown terms out there and, and it's still not being clear until we've had to dig through and, and figure out will it be 4k will it not be 4k will it upscale will it be native and it's it's still not really clear like I don't know if you guys saw it but Mark Sony Sony did this PlayStation blog interview where he was throwing a lot of terms out there and it was clear that he was being very careful in what he said he was saying. That they're using a ton of techniques to achieve 4K and just it's just clearly a mess. It's it's exactly how it was when Microsoft announced the Xbox One.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's certainly very very messy indeed and I think like part of the problem is that they kind of pitched this as a very technical sort of upgrade obviously aimed towards a professional so to speak gamer. Um but uh it doesn't really seem to me that it's got the sort of technical prowess if you like that's really going to appeal to sort of that first day ps4 buyer that has this obsession with sort of new kind of all-powerful tech yeah um would you sort of agree with that sort of sentiment medi do you think there was again sort of a problem with both sony's messaging and the expectations going into this
1: um, the problem actually goes further than Sony in that, pre- in that aspect, actually, uh-huh. because like f- the 4k resolution has actually been one of the worst, uh, yeah, the worst communicated things in tech in a long time. Like this actually goes to back to ultra HD Blu-ray, for instance, mm. like, um, people don't realize that there is a lot of upscaled content still going on, like, uh, by, um, X-Men Days of Future Past on 4K Blu-ray, for instance. Right. Like, that's a, 2K, that's a 2K film being upscaled to 4K. And that's what's happening in gaming as well. Like, now we're blaming Sony for their messaging on 4K, but is the Scorpio going to be any different? Because we know what the problem is with rendering in 4K. It, redu- it requires ridiculous hardware. And even at that point, you're not just aiming to render at a 4k resolution you're aiming to provide a stable experience like some games can be 30 but some uh, other games like uh, call of duty they need to be 60 frames a second and you have to realize it's not feasible to make a console that can run 4k at 60 frames per second and Manufacturers know this, like Sony knows this, Microsoft knows this, but they're not communicating with the public that there's a difference between 4K native content and 4K upscaled content. Like this was with the um, Xbox One S, for instance. Like um, for the first few days, they had a very weird messaging about games being in 4K. Like the One S can upscale games to 4K, which is actually a pretty useless feature when you realize that the 4k tvs actually do that aspect themselves as well (laughs) but that aside can i
2: just interject for one second before i forget yeah because Mm -hmm. i know you've said that but then you look on sort of ev games or or sort of the marketing that sony and xbox are putting out there or microsoft putting out there and they're both just saying that the xbox one s and and the ps4 pro a 4K and HDR. So to the the regular consumer, like if I was to walk in there without sort of learning what I've learned today, I would just expect that they're both the same experience, honestly.
0: Yeah, I mean, you yeah. see those kind of buzzwords, you see those kind of labels attached to it and you just kind of take it for face value. You don't really question it all too much. And at the end of the day, you get a shiny box, you open it up, you plug it in and you get what is still like beautifully rendered graphics on your screen. So... You know to like in the mind of your sort of typical consumer, not the kind of nerdy kind of super whiz computer guy like perhaps me and myself. <laughs> um, you're, you're, like you're kind of not being nitpicking going oh that's only running at kind of 50 frames rather than 60 or I can tell that's a 4k upscale going on. Um, I just found it really interesting that Medi was talking about days of future past there was that so Medi, sorry, quick tangent was that mm-hmm. shot, was that shot on digital 2k?
1: Um, I actually have those specs here. Let me give, give me uh, a second. Here's,
0: here's something I prepared earlier. Because <laughs> okay, yeah. I was wondering, so, like, the thing with. No,
1: I know where to find it, so that's uh Again, no, again um, tangent,
0: but maybe a bit of, like, a bit of science, I guess, for people, yeah. is that, like, if you shoot on celluloid film, like traditional, you can kind of infinitely sort of upscale, the, or you can infinitely sort of digitally replicate that. Um, so, um, you know, it's kind of like... Yeah, to a
1: certain point. Yeah. Like, uh, a lot of... There are a lot of 4K remasters at this point. And currently, I had it actually in... Um, I think in film production class, I that that at one point <laughs> the improvement becomes useless. Like 8K, yeah, is where we're going to top out. But for the home market, it has no. Yeah, but there you go. Use. Like
0: this, this kind of seemingly ancient celluloid film technology can upscale into 8K. Just yep. a weird tangent, but that's kind yep. of like. But how um, back been. to
1: uh, X Men. <laughs> like um, the <laughs> problem with film is. That, well, you, you can shoot up to 8K. Like, I think Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is being filmed in 8K, I believe. And then you have to remember that a uh, film has two aspects. It can be shot in one resolution and it can be mastered in another. Yeah. Like, the master, that's the fi- that's the final product that goes to theaters, that's uh, downscaled to Blu-ray. Like, uh, I'll take another example. Like, The Martian was filmed in 5... 5k i believe and the master of that is in 2k Mm -hmm. like that's because you also have the the special effects and such and they downscale a lot for instance like when they didn't zoom in but they do want uh, a close-up they'll use the 5k image on the 2k master you know so they can basically create that close-up that way yeah and then you're getting the 2k blu-ray which goes to theaters it goes to imax it goes to 4k blu-ray and admittedly on the 4k blu-ray it is a 4k file but they did use the 2k film to basically blow it up so you are getting a 2k movie like there there's not really a lot of actual 4k movies out there like we're only beginning to get in that stage and in a lot of 4k movies the actual film footage is 4k and the special effects are upscale 2K. Like I think Captain America Civil War for instance has that. Like the the general public is very at least the gaming industry, the film industry have been very poor at actually communicating how this process works. Like this is um like in in the marketing spills they often don't touch up on what native is and what upscaling is. Like they use upscaling very loosely in their presentations but they never say okay what exactly is upscaling because when you actually explain what upscaling is to a lot of audiences it may actually sound a lot worse than actually is because upscaling isn't a bad thing like native content is obviously better but upscaling does work well like the xbox one s the upscaling for games does work well only if i plug my ps4 into a 4k tv it will upscale as well like the 1S only has the only has the upside that it has hdr support which uh, yeah the ps4 the regular one is now getting as well through the firmware update yeah i mean that's the difference like the um, companies don't really explain to everyone what the difference is because it sounds a lot it doesn't sound good in the sales pitch. That's the essence of it.
0: Yeah. So we got a little lost in the weeds there, like a couple of film geeks kind of geeking out over that there, but that's, that's <laughs> no, cool. It's, 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 it's kind of giving me, <laughs> it's kind of giving me a clearer picture of how it all works. Um, Cause I have a sort of rudimental knowledge of, of all these sort of technical aspects. Um, so Manny, if I was just to briefly ask you, um, upscaling, my sort of understanding of upscaling is let's talk about upscaling in the context of the PS4 pro um. It, this will be a machine that sort of natively renders in 1080p or slightly above and then has an additional process on top of that that translates that to a 4K image. Is that, is that sort of an accurate sort of description of the process going on?
1: Uh, there are a few more technical terms, some which I don't even understand, but that is the gist of it. Yeah, like in layman's terms, that's yeah, what's going on. Yeah, so, that's correct.
0: Like, I don't know if you guys remember, but like, ah, uh, last week we had our sort of predictions podcast of what we thought was going to be announced, and and I was kind of saying that you know this console, in terms of its price, is gonna kind of be upwards of six, seven, eight hundred dollars. Um, that was my assumption that it was gonna sort of render natively in four K. Clearly, it isn't. Um so Shannon to to go to you let's kind of get to the the nitty gritty of it I suppose mm-hmm. is that do you think there is enough of an upgrade here like does this make sense as a sort of mid generation jump or would you have liked to have seen more from this console
2: Um well to be honest just from reading impressions which once again is sort of all you have to go off because we didn't I didn't well I didn't get a feel for for what it does in the presser but from what uh-huh. I've read from a few other outlets that sort of got these these long-winded demos. Apparently, if you do have a 4K TV that is HDR compatible, like, the difference is huge. I, I think a lot of them said that the HDR more so than the 4K, or I guess the combination of both of them, was what really impressed them. So, yeah, I think there's potential. And I, I do think that they've done the right thing in releasing a console. Like, I don't think there's any point in waiting six or seven years to release a new console when when there's tech out there and tech's progressing so quickly so I I think they've done the right thing and I think they've done a really good job in getting it out in November I know that I was probably like the only crazy person that said it was coming this year but I I knew that it had to because it had to be a holiday purchase otherwise it made no sense but yeah I, I, I think they've done enough I don't I don't really know what else they could have done without driving the price up like correct me if I'm wrong but once again like I'm really excited about VR. I know you're really excited about VR, you, and like I'd like to see more of how it's going to help VR because that's something we'll physically be able to see just with that hardware that that we're picking up in less than a month now or just over a month now. Yeah, so that, geez, that I've got to start saving for that at some point, don't I? <laughs> yeah, I, I would have I spoken about that for a long time. Like I know you don't want to sort of shut the people out that have the original PS4, but that was always going to be the issue with this. How do you sell it? without upsetting 40 million people that have bought a PS4, but that that's the sort of thing that Sony obviously wanted to get into when they started developing it.
0: Yeah. So I'm trying to keep track of all the questions I've still got floating around in my head, but <laughs> let's let's go with this one first. Um, uh, actually, no, nah, I'm thinking different. Okay, well, so th- there was a, like a, a lot of kind of announcements, I guess, that were sort of uh, just kind of floated around the mm. initial sort of announcement of the PlayStation 4. Like, they sort of were announced on Twitter at the same time or in the PS blog later or just kind of like filtering out through outlets that were there hands-on um, with the console um, a lot of that revolved around sort of share play functionality uh, some of the accessories um, PSVR being one of them as well uh, so I do want to sort of address those those sort of announcements and the handling of those but first let's touch on VR potentially um, to briefly sort of Summarize again that um, this will mean slightly more power available to uh, developers of of PSVR games, uh, which they said would be allowed them to either uh, increase the resolution of or the rendering resolution or the sort of perf- technical performance of the games being played, or to
2: increase the um, the frame rates of the the games in VR. So just just quickly, yeah. it's my understanding that. If just say I'm getting God, I don't know, Uncharted Four, if I put that into my PS Pro day one, don't download a patch. Nothing will be enhanced with that, will it, whether it's the frame rate. That's correct.
1: Yeah, I don't believe so. I so think it'll just upscale. It'll, yeah, it'll just it'll, it'll upscale, upscale but it. that's done through the T V itself anyway, yeah. so that really yeah. doesn't do anything.
2: So what concerns me and, and I don't know if I'm just being an idiot. With that confirmed list, which is on the website at the moment, which we probably won't go through, but it had about 15 or 20 titles, half of which had been released and half of which are upcoming. Uh-huh. I, th- I think I only saw one VR game in Farpoint. So yeah. does that mean that that's going to be the only title at launch that actually makes use of the PlayStation 4 Pro? Because then that would put me in the skeptic camp again and it would just make no sense. Like I'd expect every VR game to take advantage of Of the power that's there like surely that's just a given like
1: i think they'll um i think they'll announce more in the next two months i think as we approach the vr release yeah
2: yeah i'd hope so I'd, i'd hope so but seriously like like i said like they should have smashed that out of the park today
0: yeah, and it spawned so many questions. And I guess, you know, that's part of my gripe with this whole meeting is that it kind of produced more questions than yeah. what was and initially answered.
2: It sort of killed my buzz for VR a little bit as well, which is sad. Yeah, well, like, why, I said, my question
0: bad. is, like, what does this mean for VR development now? Like, when you're producing a PS VR game. I assume you have to design it for the PS4 first and foremost and then look at how you can make use of the pro via an update. But then another question I have is like, what does this mean for physical media? Like if I go and buy a disc, is it still going to have PS4 on the box? Is it only going to have PS4 on the box? And will it just install a patch, like an update when it detects that you're inserting it into a PS pro? Like what is like, how does that work? You know, there's a bunch of kind of questions that still sort of floating around. Um, but Shannon back to you, we had like a bunch of other things that were announced about the PS4 pro we had, like just very recently, um, updates about the share button. You can now capture screenshots in four K. Uh, Game DVR is 1080p, 30fps, which I believe is the same as it has been in the past. Uh, but remote play and share play will now allow for 1080p, se- uh, 60 frames per second, and online streaming on YouTube and Daily Motion again being 60 frames at yeah, that I 1080p resolution. I, I also
2: saw that remote play is now 1080p, which matches what what Microsoft are doing with. With their with their streaming service, whatever it's called, um, yeah, and yeah, I think you said, SharePlay, whatever it's called, is was also turny. P. And I guess, whilst they're only little sort of things, they they're actual features that you can say, this does this. Like I just don't understand why you wouldn't have put as much of that in there as you possibly had. Like because they're the things that you can say day one, this yeah. does this. Like it's not going to matter on the developer of the game. Like Conclusively, it does this, so it's just really weird. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. sure there's a ton of other things going to learn over the coming weeks, but
0: yeah well even some other sort of like little announcements that people might have missed um you'll be able to run or developers will be able to run games in two modes uh they'll be able to sort of opt for more resolution focus which will lock the resolution beyond 1080p or they can aim for a for quality which dynamically scales the resolution based on performance so basically like if you're in a particularly intensive part of the game visually speaking it will uh drop the frame rate ever so slightly to allow for sorry it'll scale the resolution down so it'll reduce the sort of fidelity image to keep frame rate at a certain level um we got new accessories there's a new camera shown off a new headset a stand as well uh and a slight change to the controller much as the leak suggested the light bar is going to kind of shine through the touchpad um, and there's even, I saw as well in the specs that they're adding a third USB port. Finally, I don't know how that wasn't the first thing they said, guys, finally, <laughs> after all this time, we're adding a third USB port. We know Xbox has been doing it for years. It's about time we did it. Finally, it's here. It should have been right out of the back. And we're
2: laughing, but like, <laughs> at least we're getting something that sort of says pro, like you're you getting something tangible. Like I, I would have literally spent 15 minutes talking about the console, like, surely there's, there's more things on it that that are actually interesting like i, yeah. I can't be dreaming it i probably am yeah
1: i'm just i'm still just waiting for external hard drive support like come on yeah like every year it's time
2: yeah name like they've somehow managed to work it out that you could only do it on the ps4 pro like just anything that that would have made people excited Just yeah just,
1: ugh, i don't i don't get it well better controller basically I, i'm a little bit <laughs> disappointed that the controller for the pro doesn't really have anything on top of the regular one
0: see i we saw that there was like a weird NeoGaf post on in the past week of some guy saying that there was like a, an elite controller that had been leaked. By yeah, target it's from Neo. China. Yeah, it's like it's like clearly a third party like piece of crap, really. Uh, but like it made got me thinking that this would have been a perfect time to have an elite controller, like release it alongside the Pro, make this you know, a professional sort of hardcore machine, and sell it that way. And th- like the the emphasis of the meeting was on the technical aspects. Um, just solely, like, that's purely what it was really orientated towards. Like, it was clearly driving towards that that hardcore gamer that just kind of cares about the latest tech. Um, But then that kind of opens up another question, which I wanted to throw to you guys, is that, you know, this very much seems to be a console that's focused on the visual performance of games. You you know, like, in terms of the games we're playing between the original PS4, PSVR, it looks like it's going to be more or less the same um so my query to you is like do you think that consoles really is the right space for people that are so kind of infatuated with graphics to be like part of me is thinking like if this is a kind of console or you're kind of disappointed with the specs of this console you want something that performs better visually shouldn't you be investing in a pc like what do you make of that medi do you think like that's that should be the attitude of people that are die hard about graphics
1: well, that also brings in the question about multiplayer communities and the games you're playing. Like,
0: yeah, I suppose
1: it's part of fun. what has me interested in the PS4 Pro. Like, they showed off Spider-Man. Like, I'm, I'm very much hyped for Spider-Man, God of War, and such. And those aren't the games I'm going to be able to play in the PC space. PC space, obviously.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. you just mentioned God of War, and that's not even on the list of unreleased titles. Yeah, but you just
1: know that it's going to support it. Like, it's early. Why didn't they say
0: that then? Like, there seems to be so many gaps in the communication. Um, That list, if you're interested, of unreleased titles that are going to get PS4 Pro. Tongue Twister uh, support is Spider-Man, Battlefield 1, FIFA 17, For Honor, Watch Dogs 2, Days Gone, Farpoint, Horizon, Infinite Warfare, the Modern Warfare remaster, Mass Effect Andromeda, which in itself had gameplay shown for the first time, which was kind of crazy, but kind of like they weirdly out of place and boring yes. at the same which, time. Which
2: I've just read is confirmed to be on thirty in 30 FPS on both PS4 and PS4 Pro, so right. that would have been so a, big, a big title to make a statement with, and it doesn't appear that they're doing so. Yeah, yeah. So it is yeah, really gonna be kind of like mine official things here and there. Yeah. Uh to complete that list, it's
0: Final Fantasy Fifteen, Dishonored Two, and the Skyrim Special Edition. So, you know, like a, a decent amount of stuff. They they did wheel out third party support uh, there, which I thought was a, a good sort of sign. Um, but uh yeah, to really sort of get I get I guess like make a verdict on this. Um Shannon, like do you see this as being Actually, you know what? Let's let's. I wanted to go. I, I'm, I wanted to address the aesthetic of the console. What do you guys make of how it looks, Shannon? What What do you
2: think of its appearance? <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> like, I, I I like my old PS4. Like, I really do. It's sitting here in front of me, and I I think it's a really nice piece of tech. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard because obviously we haven't seen any comparisons with the original PS4 and the Pro, but. They look like they could be roughly the same size, I guess. Except there's yeah. just another. I think slab. the
0: Pro looks a little meatier to me. Yeah. But <laughs> when bit. I say meatier, I mean like chunkier, not that it looks like a meteor. But although if it looked like a meteor, like a piece of space rock, I'd have thought that it'll be a better appearance than what it currently looks like. Which is, <laughs> as I've been describing to second people, uh, to people, it looks like a second PS4 chopped in half, and then kind of sandwiched on the top, such yeah, so, that it has a second groove, which I, I'm i sick of the groove thing, all right? The only use I've found with it is that when I sit, like, my my PS4 on my desk, I can run my goddamn headset USB cable from the front of the console because it doesn't have a back USB port down through the groove, which kind of keeps it somewhat flush. But, yeah, I'm so... I, I saw the, uh, like... The, the sort of weird piece of plastic in front of the consoles dropped down rather unceremoniously and we saw the two consoles which had had both been linked thanks to some rough sketches from some foxconn workers and i'm like oh my god like i actually exclaimed like it actually looks like that um it just kind of blew my mind but many yeah, like am you. i being overly negative like it doesn't it look okay
1: I saw a picture of a guy from a video who had four PS4s stacked on top of each other. I think that guy designed this. I saw a solid
2: meme today, which I think I shared to you guys. Adding a layout with with every update, they're just going to keep adding a layout. That surprise me at all. That's the hidden secret. so if
1: I want to play eight K, do I just stack two of them on top of each other, or
0: <laughs> just Sli? Just uh, yeah, Sli your PS4s. That's that's how it works, right? Um, I'm gonna buy four. Yeah,
1: sixteen <laughs> K. Why not?
0: I saw this hilarious image before, which I shared to you guys in the chat of like some guy that had photographed his radiator and sat a DualShock Four on the top of it, saying like, "Hey guys, check it out! <laughs> like, I got an image of a PS10, obviously like all the little tubing of the uh, the radiator making it look like a bunch of stacked PS4s." Um, but yeah, okay, like what I wanted to get back to was uh Shannon, is do you think this is gonna be a purchase you make? Is this gonna be a purchase you think a lot of people will make? Uh and where does the PS4 Pro kind of sit in the PlayStation family, so to speak? And that I want that to include the original PlayStation 4 as well.
2: Um oh God, it's it's a hard one. Like, <laughs> like I, I'm a sucker for new tech. But uh-huh. I guess the hard thing is like I know that I'm, I'm buying this, but I'm not going to be able to experience the full potential, which I can't... I really can't think of another time. It, it, like, in any form of tech where that's happened, like, even when I got my PS3, I had, like, HDTV, which was probably the, in the same position as what 4K is in now. But So, if I was a regular consumer, I probably would, but, oh God, it'd take a little bit more pushing, which I think they are going to do, like, TGS next week, don't forget. So... God, you'd hope they'd show some more stuff there, and then I'm sure Love we'll see two. stuff in the lead up to VR and then and then November. But it's oh, it's it, it's really a tough one. Like I'll I'll buy one just just for the stuff that that's coming out now. Like all the improved capture abilities, remote play, which I actually do use, like all of that sort of stuff is good. So I I would get it. But mm. honestly, I don't know if I could recommend it to to someone that. Is just a casual gamer or even like a hardcore gamer, really? Unless you, if you had a four K TV, then a hundred percent you'd be crazy not not to buy the console if you're a gamer. Yeah, is uh, is that a fair um, statement? Like if you had shoulder three grand and a HDR four K TV, like you'd be pretty hard pressed not to buy this because content's pretty limited as as it is. Yeah. I
0: mean I'm sort of I'm sort of with you that I, I like new tech. I don't quite consider myself to be on the cutting edge of the latest tech, but I'm you know, like somewhat of a laggard, somewhat of a late adopter, but um, I don't shy away from it. Like I, I like new kind of consoles, new piece of tech and I, I'm, I'm usually among the first to kind of get on. I'm like, I obviously bought my piece for it launch. I was hanging for it. Uh, but with this one, like I just don't know if there's enough to sell me and kind of taking financial considerations into it as well. Like I've already kind of shoveling out 500 bucks for PSVR this, this year, um, to have another console come out a few weeks afterwards, uh, for again, another 500 or 500 plus, uh, Price tag, uh, and then not be able to make full use of that because I don't have a, a TV that supports HDR. I've got a 4K TV, but I don't have that HDR functionality. Functionality. Um, I did have a look on JB Hi-Fi's website today to see how much a 4K HDR TV at its cheapest would be. Uh, you can get a 43-inch 50 hertz LG TV that supports 4K and HDR for a thousand bucks. So factoring all that. 50 50 hertz is kind of unacceptable. I'm not going to lie. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the bare minimum it would cost you. So if I was to make these purchases this year, which I don't think even PlayStation expects that many people to do, um, that's in excess of $2,000. So it's simply not happening. I'll get PSVR, um, and if down the line, say they brought out a Bravia TV which earns them like next to nothing at the moment. Uh, but say they did, say they brought out a Bravia with 4K HDR, the bundled in a PS4 Pro, that might be something I'd look into. Um, but I just, yeah, other than the people that are on the cutting edge of technology that want the latest, want the best, and the people that don't have a PS4 and don't really see that extra hundred bucks as being all that major or $100, 10, 20, whatever it is, then I can see them buying it. So, I think it'll do decently well in that regard, but yeah, like, current PS4 owners, I think you currently own the second best PS4 console. Sure, it doesn't have... It, it looks the best, for starters. It's got the nicest aesthetic. Uh, Performance-wise, it's going to be court. like... It's got an optical port, that's good. Doesn't have a third USB port, sadly. Uh, But it looks the best. Uh, In terms of visual performance, it doesn't look the best. Uh, But it's going to be very minor, slight kind of down, uh, slight, very slight differences, I think. Like, I don't think it's going to be anything that's kind of overwhelming for the majority of people. Um, So I would say, like, obviously, the PS4 Pro, if you're willing and you're able, I think it's probably the best playstation you can get that makes sense it is their pro um but yeah i would choose the original over the slim any day um i don't know like that's probably how it plays out for me in terms of the lineup but Medi, what are your thoughts on how it's all shaken out
1: yeah the, the thing is like you guys i'm i'm a sucker for the latest tech like uh so, so sometimes even with skin, like if i'm not gonna need it but my head goes like but it, it is pretty goddamn nice <laughs> so uh, so i'm thinking i'll probably sell my current ps4 to a friend probably for a decent price you know to um to get one but i am sacrificing psvr for the sake of it like mm. i think the pro would take priority over vr for me in that sense Say, yeah and that's,
0: oh, no, that's I, gonna I kill vr that. if that happens like This, uh, this concerns me so much because I really want to be able to succeed, but the only way it's going to do it is if people flip and buy the thing. And if they don't, then developers aren't gonna, aren't gonna make games for it. Simple as that. But if people buy into it and believe into it and, you know, Sony obviously have to, to kind of ride the initial wave and support it themselves to make people buy it. Like it's this weird kind of peripheral paradox that I wrote a feature about ages ago. Um, But they need to support that. They need to go really drive that home to convince consumers to buy it, to believe in the technology, and then third-party support flows on from there. And if they're sort of confusing the holiday lineup with, hey, we have a slim console that's not as cheap as it really ought to be, and this slightly more expensive, uh, you know, professional-grade console, it's just kind of really diluting the market. And, you know, I I think people are going to walk away this Christmas with only one of those purchases. And if they're kind of like taking some of the share away from VR, like that is really gonna hurt that technology. So... Yeah, the
1: PC space is in trouble because there was a there was an article I think a week ago by something that for a PC there are little to no <laughs> VR headsets being sold at the moment. Yeah, that the so market expensive. is so standstill. Yeah, yeah, but, but like... like I'm not gonna buy two 400 euro pro- products here, like. I'm already think I was already hesitating about the uh, v- PlayStation VR because I just got a new graphics card. But now I'm thinking like, yeah. To be honest, performance is going to take priority. Li- like for hardcore gamers, they're going to take performance and resolution over um, an extra peripheral. That that's just gonna happen. I'm I'm yeah. just
2: excited to play like non VR games with the VR headset on. Hopefully. The- that's a more immersive experience like surely that's more immersive than 4k yeah
1: mm, depends I, depend. I haven't really seen the effect yet in person God.
2: it it's really good but i don't know if you found this you and like it's it's uh-huh. not it might just be because of my eyesight but it's definitely not crystal clear to me no it's not the that i have like i didn't expect it to be like lifelike but <laughs> it's a little bit it's it's like a little bit fuzzy it's not quite there maybe it's just not being adjusted properly but that's the only thing that I'm still worried about like I can sense that that's going to be a bit nauseating and and
0: annoying yeah it's not for long
1: sessions let's give it that
2: well okay here's here's
0: the thing like what i found when i when i tried psvr for the the first time was that i put the headset on i was doing the into the deep demo with the shark cage i'm sure you've all heard plenty about it um and the visual fidelity of it like initially struck me i'm like oh i can i can really kind of see the pixels here. like this is kind of a bit substandard. i don't know how i feel about this but you quickly kind of just accept it as your reality. Like, it just kind of becomes normal to you and you become so immersed that you start paying less and less attention to the visual fidelity. Um, I started playing, you know, the Battlefield 1 beta uh, in the week on PS4 and I was just kind of like totally enthralled with it. I was having such a blast. It's a really great game. It was a really great beta. um, I kind of paid like no attention to how it looked and it wasn't until I downloaded it on my PC and booted up there. I was like, wow, okay, this looks so much more amazing but it didn't distract from my experience playing on PS4 at all, just because the immersion, the game was so good, I was paying such close attention what I was doing that I couldn't care less about about the visual fidelity. And I think, like, I don't know, that's kind of, like, my prerogative, that's kind of how I come down, and that's kind of my psyche, I guess, that's how I work, that, like, if, if the game is good enough, I actually don't really care how it looks. Um, so, I don't know, I'm, I'm obviously kind of in a weird place and this kind of console doesn't quite sit well with me, I don't really know how I feel about it at all, um, but uh, yeah, like with this and, and the sort of inner, sort of Scorpio kind of context as well. We, we obviously know that uh, Xbox are working on a on a very powerful console, even more powerful in theory uh, and to the Pro.
2: Can I just say I I don't think Nintendo's <clears throat> been in a better position in years to announce well, a new <laughs> to announce I, a new well... console and get people excited yeah i
1: think i think but... they're gonna be in something to be honest <laughs>
0: <laughs> what if it comes out and it's just like this really kind of flimsy no i'm i'm semi-portable excited. Like 1080i I,
2: with... like, I'm, yeah <laughs> i've honestly like longed for the day that a console would be a hard um a portable console hybrid like i if they can get that right
0: yeah but i, I don't know just i things... know it's
2: nintendo and uh, it's, it's a tough one I still think they're in a really Like they're in a good position now To announce the NX
0: There's so much kind of expectation On kind of visual performance though And I don't think that Nintendo Were going to be able to stack up to that God, Again I love the idea Of a, a portable console you But
2: You're just like shattering Everything that he said today <laughs> <laughs> Sorry who was that? Seamus Oh right Well look Okay I'm, just... I,
0: I, I'm a believer in the NX I, as I, I just, as I just made clear I don't actually really care A tremendous amount About how a game looks Or perform Well mm. How it performs is important, but how no, it looks, I, I'll not stand, so much. I, but
2: I'll stand by what I said. Like, I I think Nintendo. I don't know. If, I don't think they're gonna sell forty million units, but I think like they have the ability now to get people excited. That's all I said. Yeah. Okay. okay. I,
0: if they <laughs> if they play it right, if they play it right, Nintendo do have a good opportunity here potentially. But I have little. I don't know if Nintendo gonna play it right. Anyhow, that's. That's a discussion for another day. Um, but uh, yeah, like I, I wanted to ask you guys, kind of considering the announcement of Scorpio at E3 this year, uh, where do kind of mid-cycle or mid-generation uh, console iterations sit with you guys? After this, do you think like this is the right way going forward or does this kind of put you off the whole idea altogether? Um, Shannon, maybe we'll start with you there.
2: Um, as I've said before, I, I like the idea like, they're not saying you've got to upgrade, they're not sort of restricting look, obviously further down the track, there might be a point where it is two different experiences, but it's it's really your choice, so it doesn't bother me. I'm still of the believer that if you're spending four or five hundred dollars on a console, then you do deserve to get the latest in tech, not something that was produced four years ago. So I'm I'm a yeah. big believer in it. I where I'm a bit indifferent, I don't I don't think project scorpio is going to be the same thing like microsoft came out today and said that it's a completely different strategy their console's a lot more powerful I project scorpio is is them thinking about their next console like they know they need to move on from the xbox one and i i do believe it'll play xbox one games but i don't i don't believe it's the same thing, thing as what sony announced today but i don't know how you guys feel about that
0: well how do you feel about that meddy <laughs>
1: Well, I think the difference is, like, PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 4 Pro, it's still inherently the PlayStation family. It's still about the hardware. Like, that's the limit. And I think Xbox is moving into a different direction where the, where Xbox isn't the physical platform, it's just the gaming platform in general. Like, they're moving to PC, and then the Xbox Scorpio is basically just the... Yeah, the the product for get for gamers who don't want to buy a PC, like the the Xbox is a platform oh, in PC the cloud, basically. Yeah, like, yeah, and then PlayStation is really it's still the console; it's still about the PlayStation family. Whilst Xbox is more of this idea of a universal gaming platform mm-hmm. that spans different systems.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think like I I think this is a good way to m- moving forward. It's ultimately where kind of technology is going with kind of more constant iterations um and I think the pro is kind of ultimately like the iPhone 6s to the iPhone 6 or yeah, something 100%. like that yeah um, exactly speaking of iphones actually we'd be amiss if we didn't talk about the uh, event that happened prior to the playstation meeting which was of course the announcement of the iphone 7 shannon we'll just talk about this briefly but you were up at 3 a.m even earlier than many and myself to watch this uh watch the keynote yeah. it was um, a
1: week it was seven o'clock in the evening mate no i can't yeah, do m- it m-
2: just carrying you mate <laughs> <laughs> picking up picking up my slack as i yeah, slept no. <laughs> um, I literally like stumbled into my office, turned my monitor on, and they, they opened the press conference with Miyamoto on stage, which absolutely shocked me. Like, I honestly, even until last night, like, I, I never thought we'd see Mario in that sense on an iPhone. And obviously, it, it's been a big deal. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen, it, but Apple have been pushing it all down their social media. They've launched, like, a, a notify page of the App Store all dedicated to Mario that they've never done for any other app before. So, it's a big deal essentially it's an endless runner you will be able to play a, a portion for free but it's not going to be like Pokemon Go or, or Metoma. you will have to pay to play the experience but it, it's still uh, it looks perfect to me honestly it's exactly what I would want to play on, on my mobile but it's still Mario and it's its still classic Nintendo so I, I think they are they're doing really well with their mobile strategy which is another thing that gives me hope mm. for the future of Nintendo wow I, yeah, I don't think they're expecting out, but... <laughs> the Nintendo NX to sell 20 million, 30 million units, and I think that's important to take into consideration. I think their, their the... strategy is going like it was also announced that Pokemon Go has been downloaded 500 million times on iPhone. Damn!
1: So <laughs> you've got to
2: take that into consideration. Like that—that that blows anything Sony have done or Microsoft have done in gaming. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, speaking of online. Pokemon Go, Pokemon Go Plus, September twenty
2: three. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just come through. And, I just and saw that. So, that was yeah. the other thing. It's coming to Apple Watch, which it's going to be essentially the same thing as the Pokemon Go Plus. Like you'll get all your little notifications, to be able to catch Pokemon on on your. Oh, it's a Watch. few
1: hundred bucks uh, more expensive. Only yeah,
2: the just yeah. just a little bit.
0: <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and,
2: and I think it's exciting for Nintendo to be on stage with Apple, like there's no better place that you'd want to be. And it's good for gaming, really.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think like it is a very wise move them. Um it's obviously caught Sony's interest in the week. Casserai was saying that, you know, they're looking at making some pretty major moves into the mobile market following Nintendo's success. So it's obviously the way it's going. Um to to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. but uh with the risk of uh opening up a whole other can of worms, where do you come down on the iPhone seven as a as a whole? We've always been talking about a lot of tech today. So iPhone seven, is that something you're excited for, Shannon?
2: Um yeah, I, I get excited every year. I I can see the concerns with the headphone jack and the fact that, it, that the form factor is not really different. I think it's a solid upgrade. That the camera looks to be great. Which we, I don't know how many photos you guys have got, but I've got probably fifty, sixty thousand photos that I've taken on my iPhone. So that's a very important part of our day-to-day life. So I, I think it's a good upgrade. I think it's very similar to the PlayStation Four Pro. Like. If if you're buying an iPhone, then awesome, it's, it's a better phone. But I like unless you're crazy like me, like there's not a huge point to, to upgrade. But it's cool, it's cool. always good for tech to be pushing forward. I know that people think Apple are gonna sort of keep revolutionising year on year, but it's just not gonna happen.
0: Yeah, and I did want to note as well that the uh, the uh, Nintendo games are uh, in supposedly coming to android as well at a later yeah. date so it's kind of like a timed exclusive for apple yeah um, Oh so, thank god yeah so uh when uh note 7 stop exploding you're uh, welcome to get one and download them on there that's what i'm hoping to do but i could be waiting a while <laughs> uh but heaps of tech news there for you guys i think with that let's wrap it up and bring an end to what was episode 68 of the starcast be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or the podcast service of your choice. Just search The Startcast. Uh, as well, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at PressStartAU, as well as visiting the site, of course, at PressStart.com.au. Uh, we obviously had a hectic schedule on today's podcast, but we do accept listener to topics. I did have a couple that, unfortunately, we didn't get around to today, uh, but don't worry. I'll try and include them into the in the future when we don't have all this exciting new tech to talk about. I've been your host, Ewan, and you can follow me on Twitter at UNT Roxburgh. Uh Joining us today was
2: Shannon. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Shancake underscore. Awesome. And uh, props to Shannon. He's been working tirelessly today
0: to get a whole bunch of PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Slim and everything PlayStation and everything iPhone and Apple and God knows onto the site today. Uh, so there's some really comprehensive news all on the site. So if you do have any more questions kind of based on what's been going on there, either tweet us or jump over to the site and uh, hopefully you'll find some answers there. Uh, sure. So props to you there, Shannon. It's going to be well an exciting done. few months.
2: Well, it, it is. We've months. still got PSX to go. Like, we've and still... as I said, TGS is next week. Like, so yeah, have announced hardware and, and really big things there before. So I think they've got a lot to talk about following. Yeah,
0: today. I mean, will we see Red Dead Redemption at PSX?
2: Because you know there was a lot of I, rumor that that was going to
0: happen so. today, and
2: it clearly didn't. You don't think so? I, I do. I do think I would be shocked if we didn't. But no, I, I think okay. it means it's not coming this year.
0: No, fair call. Fair call. Uh, Joining us today was, of course, Medi as well.
1: Hey go you can follow me at on Twitter and Instagram at medzatnan and in the future I'll make a separate podcast for all the movie talks so uh, <laughs> don't worry
0: <laughs> no no I, I did enjoy it and I you know there's obviously a lot of overlap I know a lot of us are particularly interested in movies Shannon seems hey, to be the if only you let me finish strange, it would be 90
1: minutes long so <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's all good thank you for providing some insight into the technicalities of the console that Shannon and I were struggling to wrap our heads around as I'm sure many people out there were indeed as well. Uh, but that's it. That's it, guys. Uh, obviously, giving you all the handles. Hit us up, check out the site. We've got all the content there. Uh, but in the meantime, thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you again next week. Bye. Bye.